0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. I know there are a lot of new value investors out there, so I'm glad you found this podcast. Welcome to Value Investing. And now I'm going to cover a lot of topics on this podcast this time because I know a lot of you are kind of struggling to figure out what do I do I have decided I want to buy some stocks and I like value but what does that mean what what do I how do I do it how do I find stocks that I want to buy these are all kind of basic questions but we forget when we've been doing investing for a while that people who are new you know, really have no idea kind of what they're doing. So I wanted to give some advice today about how to be a value investor and what you should be doing if you're new to it and trying to figure everything out. So the first kind of key thing to know is what is value investing? And remember, it can have kind of a varied definition but it's really just about buying stocks that are out of favor on Wall Street. That usually means they're cheap or on sale in some way, but not always. And sometimes that can mean that they're trading for a low price, like $5, $7, or $10 a share but you can still have value stocks trading at 100, 200, even $1000. So don't just discount a stock based on what its price is and thinking that it's not a value or that it is a value just based on whatever the price is. So in addition to being out of favor on Wall Street, usually a value stock has some kind of low valuation of some kind and the number one valuation that most value investors use is the price to earnings or it's also called the p-e ratio and what is the p-e ratio well it is what it says it's the price of the stock divided by the full year of earnings that that company is going to make so you can find the p-e on all the various financial sites and um I urge people to kind of look around on their sites, whatever one they're using. And this may be a question you might have, too, if you're really new to investing. What, what financial sites should I be looking at? And my favorite, and it's an industry favorite for forever, is Yahoo Finance. So yahoofinance.com go over there and it's mostly free. They do have a pro version of it now, but you can get most of the information free. And right on the front there, you'll see, you know, the P-E ratio is laid out there, the price of the stock on the main quote page when you put in a stock ticker. So um, look there to find the P-E ratio. But you'll see on Yahoo Finance's page that it'll say in parentheses, it says PE ratio and then it says TTM. And that means the trailing PE. So what that means is if you see that TTM near anything on there, um, including the PE ratio, it means it's looking at the past. So in this case with the PE, it's looking at the trailing earnings. The, The year before is what it's tabulating there Um, so let's look at a company on there and kind of see what this means so i looked at netflix because i know they already reported earnings so ticker nflx and i know that they're doing better than they were uh, a year ago on the earnings side so that's kind of example i wanted to show you so this year, earnings are expected to rise 58.7% to $9.65. Now, I'm getting that information off of zax.com um, because we have good charts, although you can also find it on Yahoo Finance. Um, but you've got to go under where the earnings section is. So on zax.com, it's under detailed, earn, uh, detailed estimates, I think it is. And so... It's giving me this nice earnings expected to rise again 58.7% so a year ago earnings were just $6.08 expected to be 965 now the 965 is for 2021 and that's just what the analysts believe the company is going to make so that number will change the 608 for last year is actually what they earned that is set in stone now. Um, because they've already reported all the quarters for 2020. So 608 is a a for sure thing. So Yahoo Finance's PE, because it's the trailing one with the TTM, is looking at the 608. So it gives Netflix a PE ratio of 89, because the stock is still going up, but it's based off of the 608. But if you go to Zaxx.com and look at the PE ratio on Zaxx.com, which does not have TTM after it. So zax.com uses the forward PE. So if it doesn't say anything next to the PE ratio, that usually means it's looking forward. And that means it's looking at least six months out forward um, in the year. And since we're I'm recording this in February of 2021, zax.com is looking at 2021 earnings for its PE so that would be the 965 so using 965 instead of 608 for the pe ratio means that the forward PE on netflix on zax.com is just 56. so you can see the big difference it was 89 on yahoo finance but that's based off of last year's earnings And now Zacks is saying it's at 56 because it's looking at this year's alleged earnings, which have not happened yet. Now, some people hate looking at the forward because it has not happened yet. It could change. We could get a global pandemic like we did in 2020. Estimates could be cut. For a company and then the P.E. will rise right because those estimates on the earning side is going down. But um, that's kind of something that you just have to keep in mind while you're watching the P.E.s but I like to use the forward because I think that tells a better. Um, gives you more insight into the story and how the company is performing based on what we believe is going to be happening in the business over the next six months to a year. So um, again, make sure you know what PE you're looking at, but it should say that right on there. So now what else should you do? Um, You've You've gone over to Yahoo Finance, maybe you've put in a stock. So the key is to find the stocks now. And you can also do ETF investing, but I'm not gonna cover that on this episode. I have done other value shows based on just buying ETFs. And I probably will cover those again here in 2021 because I own a lot of the value ETFs and it's a good way to get diversity. So I'm just going to cover stocks because I know they're more fun. Um, That's why I own them. I like to own individual companies in addition to the ETFs. Um, nothing wrong with doing both at all so keep that in mind so value investing really takes patience sometimes you are just waiting for a turnaround in the company and the turnarounds can take a long time they don't normally happen overnight and then other times you're just waiting for Wall Street to figure out what you believe is the right story that they're all wrong And you don't understand why the stock isn't going anywhere. (laughs) So let's talk some examples about this. So my first example is Canadian Solar. CSIQ is the ticker. So they are obviously in the solar industry and they make the solar module panel things. Um, So now they are right now here in 2021 trading with a forward P of 24, But Canadian Solar used to trade under 10 uh, on its PE for several years. Over the last five years, the shares are up 181%. So you might think, oh, that sounds pretty good. This has been a good investment. But, But for four of those five years, it literally went absolutely nowhere. So I charted this out. Um, to confirm what I've known, because I've watched the stock for many years, and I know many of you have been in the solar stocks. They've been uh, a thing for over a decade now, um, and but a lot of times the stocks just haven't gone anywhere. So from the uh, first, or from January 4th, 2016, through January 3rd of 2020, so the start of last year. The shares were down during that four year time period 7.2%. So your money is going nowhere. If you're a value investor and you're like, I believe in solar and Canadian Solar is my pick, and the company is performing, it has earnings, it's cheap, it's going about its business, but your money went nowhere. The NASDAQ was up 97% during that four year time period. So all you had to do is buy the triple Qs or the QQQM ETF as it is now that has lower fees, but it's the same thing. All you had to do is buy that, you're up 97%. Instead you owned Canadian solar and it's down 7.2. So why stay in it? This is where value investing becomes very difficult. There is no dividend that's paid by Canadian solar. So you literally were just sitting in it going nowhere. So that's another topic for another day about when to know when to sell and get out of your value stack. Because I know I did not own Canadian Solar and I could I, I did not think about buying it for Value Investor during most of that time period. Um, but I'll get into some more of that now too. So my Value Investor did buy Canadian Solar. That's my portfolio here at Saks. And we bought on December, 4th 2019 so right at the end of that four year period and it was still dirt cheap i think it was at like seven times earnings the analysts have started to raise the earnings estimates which is always a good sign something good is going on and they said that things were turning around in the solar industry and should be looking better um in terms of like inventory pricing demand everything so we decided to dive in there shares did sell off on the coronavirus sell-off like everything did but as the year went on in 2020 shares recovered the solar demand did improve and so the earnings estimates were on the increase um and then Joe Biden got elected president and the Democratic platform is big on the clean energy, which includes solar. So suddenly solar may get a further boost from U.S. government regulations, U.S. government spending. We don't know yet, but that could be a big uh, influence on the industry as well. So the shares took off on that news. And there are some uh, problems with some of the components in terms of supply because of the coronavirus pandemic. It did hit some factories and some uh, inputs were delayed basically. Uh, So earnings were actually cut on Canadian solar to end 2020 um, because of these issues. But the analysts all said it will work itself out and through on the supply side, and they will see better uh, earnings growth again in the second half of 2021. So the value investor, we stayed in it. Shares, again, are up, but it's now trading at 24 times. But uh, this is a case where you had to be patient for quite a long period of time before your views on solar paid off at all. So keep that in mind. Also another example of just having patience is actually GameStop, ticker GME as you all know, and this has been a value trade for several years now, um at least 2 years. So Michael Burry, you may or may not know him, but he was one of the key players in the movie The Big Short. If you haven't seen The Big Short, go rent it. And if you haven't uh, or if you have seen it, you might want to read the book. Um, The book is very good as well. Either do either one. And he's he's featured in it because he started out as a value investor and then he ended up getting involved in in the play on the mortgage backed securities. And that ended up going in the right direction for him. But now he's back to doing value investing and he's been in. GameStop since 2019. Now apparently he did sell some of his position in the coronavirus sell-off in 2020, but as of going into the fourth quarter of 2020, he still had a position. We don't know yet if he remained in that position or what's been happening, if he's sold it when this short squeeze has gone on. Um, we actually might not know that for quite some time because his hedge fund doesn't need to report what's in his hedge fund until um, uh, about mid-February is when we're gonna get it. It's 45 days at the end of the last quarter is when the hedge funds all have to report what they've been doing. So we're still waiting on Michael Burry to see about GameStop. But again, patience is key. Uh, he's He's been in it a long time and the stock was going absolutely nowhere while everything else was going somewhere, the NASDAQ, everything else. Now the short squeeze did happen And if he was still in it, he's coming out, and he sold, he's coming out uh, pretty good on that trade. But um, for a long time, it's not really going anywhere. So patience is key. And it may take longer to turn around than you realize. You may be keep thinking, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. This stock is undervalued. This company is more than what the street believes but it can take a long time for Wall Street to notice. So keep that in mind. Now, another example of taking a long time is a stock like AbV. This is ticker ABBV. And they're a big drug maker. They're huge. Um, so you might think, yeah, that's kind of boring. I'm not really into it. But they own Botox. Uh, they just bought them. And so that's going to be a big driver. They have Humera, which is one of their big drugs. They'll make other drugs. Over the last two years, it's underperformed, the S&P 500, quite significantly, 31% versus 41. Um, but shares are dirt cheap, trading now at 8.4 times. They just reported earnings, another good earnings report. But the street hasn't really cared. They haven't cared that they bought Botox. They've been ignoring it. Uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway did buy some in 2020 because it's being ignored, but it's cheap. Um, so a lot of these you kind of have to stick around in while it's being ignored. Now, I own ABV in the value investor here at Sachs because it is being ignored and it's cheap and I like its products. Um, it also pays a dividend. This is another thing that can be helpful when you're a value investor. Now, dividends, you might think, oh, that's kind of boring. Do I care about a dividend? But value investors hold for long periods of time. And that's longer than a year, usually. Um, You could be in it for several years. So if you can get a dividend while you're waiting for the turnaround story to happen, well, that's helpful, right? Because at least you're getting something for your time, for your patience. And AbbVie... It has been paying very nice dividend for my patients in the value investor. It's over 5% even now, and the shares are up a bit over the last year. Um, So yeah, it was, we were even getting even better. And that's quite a high dividend yield. Anything over, I would say 4% is, is pretty juicy on the dividend side. So don't just rule out dividends. Um, you don't have to buy stocks that pay the dividends, obviously, but dividends can add up over the course of years. So um, keep that in mind, too, if you're going into something that you know Wall Street is going to keep ignoring for, for some time, at least you can uh, you know compound that dividend while you're in it. Okay, so value stocks are often in hated industries. Imagine buying a bank or an oil company um, in the last year, or even right now. I know many of you are like, ew, no, I don't want to own any of that, <laughs> right? And for various reasons, but even just it's so out of favor and nobody's really talking about it or caring about it. Same thing with some retailers, right? Um, not, not everything is um, super hot like a Lululemon. Lululemon now is trading with a forward P of 50. So it's not a value on any kind of valuation metric, um, ticker LULU, but it's one of the hottest retailers, right? But then there's Columbia Sportswear, which is also in similar apparel, shoes, uh, outdoor-y, athletic wear uh, kind of things, coats, similar to Lulu. And Columbia Sportswear, COLM is the ticker there, they have a P of only 23. Now, 23 is a little pricier than what normally you might wanna pay for a value stock, but if you're comparing it to Lulu and in similar category as Lulu, similar customer as Lulu, then Columbia's looking more like a deal. And I've been looking around at Columbia for a while because um, I really like their business. They are global. Um, But it just hasn't gotten quite as cheap on a P.E. ratio that I would want it to be at. So I have it on my watch list. And that's another thing you can do. You can put things on the watch list and just kind of monitor without actually getting into it yet to see if you can get it cheaper. Maybe there's a correction coming to the stock market. Corrections are usually about 10 percent pullbacks in the S&P 500. So maybe we're gonna get a 10% pullback. Well, most stocks will pull back along with the entire index. And so maybe I can get it down near a 20 times. And maybe I feel like that's cheap enough for me to get in there. So keep a watch list, Nothing, nothing wrong with that. But also be careful, do your research, know that there are reasons that some companies are cheap. The best value investors buy companies that are at the top of their industries, um, which the market may be ignoring. So think about that with with even Columbia Sportswear and Lulu. Obviously, Lulu is probably the pinnacle of the athleisure wear company in the industry. But Columbia Sportswear, not that far behind, or something like North Face, which is owned by EF Corporation or VF Corp. VFC is that ticker. Um, You know, you might say that those are are hanging in there right in with the action. So you want to get those that are towards the top, very competitive in their industry, and not the ones that, you know, maybe put out of business by whoever is at the top. So one we can talk about is Facebook. I've covered Facebook, ticker FB. On this podcast, before when I looked at, can growth stocks be bought by value investors? And I don't think many people would argue that they're not among the top in their industry in social media. Facebook clearly is. Instagram even continues just to crush its competitors. Facebook still up there um, at the top. But the market has put it in the doghouse. It is among the cheapest of the fang stocks here. Now, I'm not saying it's trading at 15 times because it's not, but it's still in the low 20s. And that is cheap on a valuation basis compared to many of its other social media peers, as well as the FANG peers, if you want to consider them all to be peers in the FANGs. Uh, But so that's something to keep in mind. You don't necessarily have to choose and you shouldn't choose those that are completely down on their luck and being crushed by the top guys to find value. So keep that in mind. A lot of people think it has to be struggling in the industry and that's the only way you'll find value. Kind of like the GameStop, right? That is clearly struggling in its industry. That's one of the turnaround plays. It's not at the top. Those are much riskier investments. Because it's not, you know, at the top of the competition list. So keep that in mind as well. And here's some more tips. I'm just going to lay out a bunch of them for you. um, So you can try to keep some of these in mind too, as you're trying to look for what stocks you want to buy, and um, how you want to begin as a value investor. So Number one, never buy a stock as an investment where you don't even know what they're doing. And I'm not talking about trading it. That's a different animal. This is all about investing in it. Because as an investor, you're buying the company. You actually own shares in that company. So don't buy it if you don't know what they even do. So that's the first thing. Um, Number two, you can buy what you know. Um, If, you know, if you are a big fan of a certain product or a restaurant chain or, um, you know, uh, a CEO, even like a Tesla, you have insider knowledge basically based on your own experience with that company and its brand. So if you if you love the idea of an electronic vehicle you know then maybe buying Tesla or a GM or something else that's in that industry should be where you should be looking or on the converse side if you've never been in an Ulta store if you're like Ulta what's that then you should not be buying it don't don't get sucked in on something where you have little knowledge of it because that's not fun who wants to buy that you should buy things that you are interested in, because again, you are owning it. Um, and that goes to my my third tip. Um, for something like, uh, it, it doesn't need to be a hidden company to be a value. So, you know, you might be a gamer, you might be big into gaming, and maybe you're still trying to get that PS5. I know they're still on back order, people are still paying like, hundreds of the dollars above the normal price on ebay for them but sony who makes ps5 is rolling out more of them um, ticker sne that's sony's been around for 50 years at least if not longer it's not hidden but yet the stock has remained cheap it's trading even right now with a forward p of just 15.3 and it's hitting new highs, and it has been over the last year, as uh, anticipation of the PlayStation has, uh, you know, picked up basically. But it has a lot of other products. It actually has a semiconductor division. Um, it does. It's number one in its area on cameras. Yes, people still buy cameras, even though they're on their phones. It does have a smartphone division, but it's awful. <laughs> they're not number one in that. Uh, They have a movie division, which is not doing well right now because of what's happening with the coronavirus, but it will resume at some point making movies. It owns the biggest music catalog in the world, basically. Uh, I could go on with all of the things that Sony is in, but it's basically been ignored. It was considered boring. The street was like, meh. It did start a turnaround plan a couple of years ago got great management and they've stuck to it and the things they wanted to do have actually occurred. So Sony um, is still cheap and it's not hidden anywhere. It's again, a massive corporation, but it is still a value. So keep that in mind. You don't have to buy these small little companies that nobody's ever heard of to get uh, a big winner to get. Uh, you know uh, good companies number four tip is don't buy the penny stocks I know they seem fun those 50 cent stocks right oh it must be a value it's only 50 cents but no if you're going to trade that's a different story if you're going to invest look beyond any of those types of stocks because we're buying the company and something's going on if it's trading under a dollar and it can be delisted as well once it goes under a dollar, if it's on something like the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ uh, starts to issue warnings to the company. All these things happen. So, yeah, you really don't want to be in anything that's, uh, you know, the penny stocks, but even under $5, I would say look at it very closely. Try to figure out why is it really trading down here? Do the best winning companies trade under $5? Ask yourself that. That because we want to buy those that are at the top of their game and not those that are being crushed down at the bottom. Okay, tip number five, be careful of stocks with really low PEs. So this kind of goes with tip number four. Um, If it's too low to be, you know, um, if it's just too low to be believable, then something else is going on there. So you're going to have to do a lot of research if you see a company with a PE of like two or even three I don't even know how many there are that have that it's not many but something else is going on with the business usually to have it be down that low okay number six have a diverse portfolio I already kind of talked about this at the beginning but you need more than one stock I know you're just starting out so you're gonna be you know in only a few things and that's okay in the beginning but you're going to need to buy in different industries. You might want to buy different size companies, some big, some middle-sized, some small maybe. You want to buy some with the dividends, maybe some without, um, and you can use ETFs to get more diversity in your portfolio. So over the years, people have studied this question about what makes a diverse portfolio. It's uh, apparently anywhere between 10 and 20 stocks individual stocks gives you some diversity probably a little closer to 20 so that's a lot right so keep that in mind but you're just starting out so you're going to have fewer um, and that's okay in the beginning tip number seven it's okay to buy the growth stocks you can find some of those with value value within an industry and sometimes you can even find a value stock that has growth that the street is just ignoring so those are kind of those are rarer and i always call that a powerful combination if you can get growth and value you you are golden and i'll, I'll do another podcast about the growth and value stocks because i haven't done done one of those with the combination in a while so be sure to check in because i will cover those but remember i've said this before in other podcasts there's no rules with what your portfolio can look like. And just because you like value investing doesn't mean every stock has to be a pure value. You can buy some stocks that have growth or just that have value within their industry. Um, I've talked about this on the prior podcast, but, and in this one, but Facebook is being overlooked. It's in the doghouse for various reasons. but that's among the cheapest of the big fangs. So that's an example of finding value among the industry or Columbia sports versus Lululemon. That's another example in the same industry. And Columbia is uh, somewhat being ignored by the streets and has that lower valuation. So tip number eight is you will make mistakes Um, and it's okay to change course on a stock. I've had plenty of losers over my investing life, and you will too. I've even had one company go bankrupt. It was a retailer. I didn't think they would go BK. They had over 300 stores in the US and internationally. And I thought, oh no, they'll turn it around. They they put in some new management. I thought they would be able to. I thought they had a strong enough brand, but I was wrong. And they did go BK. I did manage to sell out of some of my shares um, right before the BK announcement, but I was caught in some. And just so you know, if you're caught in there, you become a creditor to the company and basically you probably will get zero. <laughs> so you will lose it all. Just keep that in mind. Um, that's why I always say, try to buy the winners, those at the top of their industry and not necessarily these you know, shakier turnaround stories. Sometimes you can get lucky with the turnarounds and they do make it but a lot of times you get burned. And in this case, I did get burned. Um, But again, you only need to have a couple big winners because those can completely overwhelm any kind of losers that you may have. So look at Berkshire Hathaway's portfolio, Warren Buffett's for example. Apple has just been tremendous uh, since he bought it in 2016 and in the last year. So Apple, of course, ticker AAPL, it's up 74% in the last year, but he's taken big losers in that time period. He sold for a loss on his airline stocks when the pandemic hit. So there was a couple billion dollars lost there, but because Apple continues to just soar, he can get away with having these losers or taking the losses because he has a big enough winner. Now, he's also done the things I've said. He's changed course when something wasn't working out. You don't have to stay in the trade forever and be a martyr or say, I know it's going to work. You can just get out and wait it out on the sidelines. Um, He owned IBM as well for several years. It was a huge position in his portfolio. He stayed with it for, for a while. But... They're just not growing that revenue. They're just not doing the things he wants to see a company do. So he did sell out of it. Uh, I don't remember if he took a loss. It might have been a small loss on those shares. Uh, But you, you change course and you buy something else that you hope will perform better. So keep that in mind as well. So these are just some of my tips. There's going to be more uh, as I think about it, because it is hard to be a new investor, and especially in value, because it takes a strong stomach to be a value investor. I'm not going not to kid around, not going to lie to you. You think you're right, and the street is telling you you're wrong for a long time and um, you know we have some examples of that right now I'm thinking of the home builders which come up in our value screens all the time I think all of them are trading at 10 times or less some of them are trading at like six and seven times earnings they're posting record quarters and the shares are literally going nowhere or even down right now (laughs) to start 2021 so as a value investor in the home builders you have to be strong and think like I know that they're going to grow these earnings for you know the rest of 2021 and these are cheap enough that yes it makes sense for me to own this and I believe that they will go higher eventually but right now it's value investors against the street on even the home builders so it's a lot so be sure to keep tuning in to the Value Investor Podcast because we're all in it together. And I'll be bringing you value stocks throughout the year, value ETFs, um, anything else going on in the value industry. I talked about the short squeeze stocks. I hope you sold out of those if you were caught up in any of them. Um, The ones that went really crazy, some of the other ones that were only up only. 20 or 30 40 percent on a on a move in um some of those you might have wanted to just stay in because you are a long-term investor but um you know there's there is a lot going on in value investing right now and there are still value stocks out there i'm still able to find the abvis of the world again trading at eight times abby So keep that in mind. And um, even Sony, which is changing its ticker actually, but Sony SNE right now. Let me go over all the tickers I talked about so that in case you wanted to write one down, but you were quick enough, I can give them to you again. So I did talk about Netflix to lead it off because those earnings are soaring here, but it's got the higher valuation, as it always has throughout its whole life, basically, Netflix, NFLX. Then we had Canadian Solar, more expensive now, but um, it was cheap for years and years. You had to have a strong stomach to stay in these solar stocks, CSIQ. GameStop is uh, has pulled back. It's not as low as it used to be, but it was a value stock for several years, GME. Then we have AbbVie, which I just talked about, ABBV. Lululemon, I own it in my own personal portfolio, but I did buy several years ago. I'm not adding to my position here. It's trading at 50 times. I still love it, LULU. Columbia Sportswear, I've been eyeing to try to see if I could get a good entry point. It's trading at 23 times, ticker COLM. Then we have Facebook. I own Facebook in my own personal portfolio, but I bought a couple years ago as well. But this one at the cheapest of the fangs, ticker FB. Then there's Sony, still cheap, still killing it. PlayStation 5, SNE for right now, but they're changing their ticker to Sony. So you can't forget that one, S-O-N-Y, when they change it. And then we rounded it up with Apple, uh, more expensive than it's ever been on a PE basis now, After this big rally in the last year trading above 30 times now so no longer the value like it was in 2016 but ticker AAPL there so again be sure to get us somewhere we are on Spotify know many of you are listening on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts, of course. We just joined Amazon Music. If you listen to podcasts on Amazon, you can get us there. But be sure to get us somewhere so that you're listening in next week as I'm bringing you more value stocks.